0: All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller & Condon. It's a Monday on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Trent and I are with you for the next couple of hours talking sports with you, recapping the weekend and looking ahead to an historic week in college sports. That's right. One versus two tomorrow night, one versus two Saturday uh, afternoon doesn't get much better than that as the curtain goes up on college basketball tomorrow. What an event. One and a two versus uh, each other in that one. Then we get a three versus a four. Fast forward to Saturday. One versus two in football. It's all coming together nicely.
1: Trent. That it is. Bye week for the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones in football. Oh, but yeah, did huge I miss that? Monster matchups coming up this yeah. week for both programs. It, it is... This year, these are the weeks that are pretty easy to uh, flip on the microphones and talk sports when we get ones like
0: this. Yeah, no doubt about it. It was weird this weekend, right? Not yes. having either one of them play, but you know what? It did allowed um, me to watch games when I could as a Directv subscriber. And you had issues. Well, I wasn't the only one. Was- you weren't the only one. If you were on satellite ninety
1: nine point two or whatever it was. You were getting a blurry picture for the all, all
0: afternoon. No ESPNs, no 219s. Thankfully, I wasn't able to watch the Breeders' Cup. That saved me some money. <laughs> um, what else? There was a bunch of them. They were all out in the afternoon, but it's sporadic. Is that Because you got them? I, I believe so, yeah.
1: Now, I was. During the afternoon, we were getting ready. We had a Halloween party that we were going to, so I had the TV on, but I wasn't flipping around. Are you it was sure on the... you
0: weren't watching the locals? The five. Well, eight, I had, I had third, Florida Georgia on,
1: which was obviously eight, CBS, yeah, KCCI. But did you watch the pac twelve on seventeen? Maybe in no, the it wasn't. See, I'm almost positive that I flipped over at one point to Oklahoma State TCU, and I had it, which was two oh six. Now, what time was that game?
0: <sighs> Could that have been early on five? I don't remember. No, no, that was that was two thirty window. Okay, because I didn't see a play of Kansas-Kansas State, and I wanted to watch that game as much as any of them right. on Saturday.
1: And it didn't turn out to be a very uh-uh. good game, so you didn't miss, right. miss a whole lot. Yeah, Kansas uh, State opened up a
0: can, right? Yes.
1: But uh, I very well could be the case. But if you had this specific satellite from reading uh, some different things, Awful Announcing has an article about it, and you're a DirecTV subscriber, you were
0: clubbed. Yeah, it you was You were able awful. to see it. It was It was impossible to watch. You couldn't even... You know, uh, struggle your way through it, but Yeah, you, you, you just couldn't tell. And then if you flipped one channel, you went to one of your locals, and then you'd flip back over there, your local would be the one that would be appearing in the background somehow hmm. that was that was covered up by the pixelation. Or I don't claim to know anything about it, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> it was a disaster. Anyways, there was some good football. Uh, it was a fun Saturday, even without the two needle movers. And as you mentioned, both of them have just colossal matchups this week, uh, both of them on the road. Iowa takes on Wisconsin. Oh, by the way, that game is going to factor in. Uh, Dr. Stephen Fuller, FullerDental.net, has made available the final set of tickets uh, for the uh, Minnesota game coming up. So if you want to win two tickets to the Minnesota game, where did we say they are? They're not in the end zone. They're at about the 10 or 15-yard line. Uh, Yeah,
1: I believe so. I think, think that's what it was. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. We had three different sets of tickets. Right. Where each of them were, but yeah, you're in one. You're in the grandstand, mm-hmm. and you're going to be yeah, 15 yard line, something like that. Good seats, and what could be if Iowa can find a way to finally beat
0: the Badgers, a monster. And matchup. Minnesota finds a way to beat Penn State and comes to Kinnick Stadium unbeaten. Well, you don't want that. Well, I mean, okay. no, no, Iowa fans don't want that. I, I get that, right? I get that because that would that would eliminate yes. them, sure. Uh, but still, it would still be a hell of a matchup with an un, uh, your opportunity, the Hawks' opportunity to knock off and unbeat Even I get it, the, the bitter pill because that would have uh, put them up against it as far as the West.
1: But you'd have to, yeah. Then you'd have to become a Badger fan at the end of the season that Minnesota beat them if Iowa can win those two games, which.
0: It's a pretty huge stretch, isn't yeah, it? it? Don't look now, Illinois. And Iowa State, don't look now, K-State. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right, yeah. Two games that were ah, out. These are wins. Put those in the win column. Right. Look, they, they both games in Manhattan for Iowa State where mm-hmm. they're concerned. Uh, Climbing's done a nice job with this team.
1: Last year, that was not a very good Kansas State team. Right. And they were here on fire to win that one. And they always are against K-State. Yes. This is, what, they had that run of 10 straight victories mm-hmm. or just every single way you could win a football game right. over the last two decades, it's happened. Iowa State has found a way to lose to Kansas State. Uh-huh. Never put that one in the win column.
0: No, that's true. Uh, it's good. Look, it's there's only four of them left. We're two thirds through the season. It's there's so much to play for. Like, you know what? I want to start with you. A, a game that I think we probably both spent significant time watching in the early window um, on, on Saturday morning, and, and that was Nebraska and Purdue. Mm-hmm. Trent, my biggest takeaway from that football game: what the hell has happened to Adrian Martinez? He is. You know what? He's got Sam Darnold disease. He's seen ghosts. He is. He's seen ghosts out there. I don't think that his. I'm not saying he's scared to take a hit, but you got to be, you know, spend some time thinking. He's been hurt a lot. Mm -hmm. He's taken some big, big shots, and he just, he just doesn't have it anymore, Trent. This was a guy that was getting the Heisman. Well, slow down. Those are our neighbors to the west. But it caught on nationally. I mean, you can go back and you look at Athlon, plan sick days. Outed or reminded us, I guess, of how bad Athlon was with their Nebraska Cornhusker love uh, during the months lead or the weeks leading up to the season when their pub- publication came out. Sure, there was more love in Nebraska than there was nationally, but you can find some some national college football writers that you know, they were looking for a, a face cloth to wipe it off the egg off their face.
1: Adrian Martinez, maybe we overrated what we saw last year when you look at the numbers. Yeah, but a pretty damn good for a
0: freshman. Sure, though. but. Next step, you could see it coming. He's a big kid. He's a tough. If he can stay healthy, and
1: that's the question. That's always the question with this offense that they run. And this is something that we talked about with this Nebraska team, and why I wondered if you can win at a high level in the Big Ten West, and you can make all your jokes about the Big Ten West right now. S and P Plus, one of the most advanced metrics out there for college football, it is the third best division in football. Now, mm-hmm. of course, the Big Twelve doesn't have divisions, mm-hmm. but it is ahead of. Both Pac-12 divisions, I had both ACC divisions, and behind only the SEC West and the Big Ten East. So that top, that's a top to bottom metric. Top right? to bottom, one mm-hmm. through seven, that division, and to win in cold weather. Remember in Nebraska, you know they went down to Oklahoma. It was cold, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that cold. They go to Texas. They go to Texas A&M. They go to Texas. These road trips are different now. To win in November, you have to be good up front. This team's not good up front. They have to be built like a Big Ten team. And they're not. No. And Uh-oh. Scott Frost, well, we're going to get tougher. Well, is that just lip service? Running the spread system the way they do. And you want to have power elements and all these things. Minnesota, it wasn't just lip service. Phil Fleck, that's what he's doing. He's building a power team. Yes, you have spread components to your well, offense. They play
0: outdoors <laughs> and, and, in, and you in have the, to. the coldest outpost in the Big Ten. And
1: that's what you have to do uh-huh. to win there. Nebraska, it's cold in October and November. I don't know if you can win at a high level. At a high level playing that style of football in the Big Ten and, and yet they, they were, they in Nebraska.
0: Were, right, but they were known for that back in the day, right? I mean, they got a trophy named after the center for Christ, Yes, physicality. <laughs> That's yes, how physicality. you play. And they haven't had that, uh, uh, Trent, and they don't have look, they, I was going to say they don't have a quarterback. They've got a quarterback, but this isn't the same quarterback as we've seen, or thought we would see, by any means. So that was certainly uh, eye-opening to me. What else from the weekend in that conference? Maryland's just so damn bad. Yes. Uh, just I mean, just a Atrocious. So is Northwestern. My God. Three points
1: oh. against the Hoosiers. Indiana oh. finally gets a primetime game. Indiana's going to a bo- primetime bowl game. Don't In- look now. Indiana 7 and 2. I know it. And still on tack now. They get a bye week before a road trip to Penn State. Hmm. Then they get Michigan at home. Mm-hmm. And finish with
0: uh, who Purdue. Finish? Purdue, right. Every year, right. For the Oaken bucket. Uh huh. They Do you remember win. the linebacker we interviewed at, at media day from Indiana? Yes, yeah. What the hell was that kid's name? Good
1: dude. I, he I really, was really a enjoyed good dude. it. Yeah, I did
0: too. Who
1: was it? Raquan Jones. Raquan Jones. Really enjoyed Number the seven. conversation. Yeah, and nine and three at Indiana. That's something that hasn't happened since what? Bill Mallory. We're talking late 80s with Anthony Thompson running for a billion yards and that's about all they had.
0: I mean, that sounds right. That's 30 years ago. That's a long time ago. It's 30 years ago. It is 30 years ago.
1: (laughs) And Indiana is a program that they'll have some nice teams or some nice players, but they'll find a way. They have it offensively, but they don't have it defensively or vice Mm -hmm. versa. I don't want to say it's all coming together. It's such a difficult road in the Big Ten East, though. Every single year knowing Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State. At the very least, that's your schedule. Mm -hmm. And then whatever the crossovers may be.
0: And then when one of those teams that normally find themselves on the bottom all of a sudden rise up, like mm -hmm. we've seen with the
1: Hoosiers this year.
0: Yeah, it adds a whole different layer to it.
1: Now, it it worked out well for them because they got crossovers this year with Nebraska, Northwestern, and, of course, Purdue at the end. Mm. So it worked out crossover for them pretty well Mm -hmm. if it would have been Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Different story. Different conversation, sure. certainly. But
0: hey, they the took advantage things. of it when, it when it worked out in their favor. The
1: same thing, Iowa 2015. Yes. Those things matter. And, and Indiana's taking advantage of it. Good for them. Good yeah. to see.
0: I like Tom Allen. I, I like yep. this program. I like this program. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see. How about Oklahoma State? That was one of the surprises I thought from this past weekend. They beat TCU. Easily. Easily. Yes, easily. Maybe my biggest Big Twelve takeaway was that one again. I, 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 I no, we couldn't see K State, Max but they Duggan up a can. And K states bowl times. eligible, by the way. Don't look now. K State has yeah. achieved bowl eligibility
1: <laughs> with four to play. With four to play, K State. That's another team. At, much like Indiana, it's not crazy that this team they get Texas this week. Mm-hmm. Is it Texas? Yeah, still. you can win that football game. Yeah. West Virginia. It's a win. You at think? Tech. That's certainly uh, they'll be they'll be favored nine and two going yeah. into the game Farmageddon against the Clones, Yeesh. with a possible appearance in the Big Twelve championship game hanging in the balance. They got the tiebreaker with Oklahoma.
0: They'd have it with Texas. Uh, Trent, if things don't go to Iowa State's way, the Kansas game they'll they'll beat Kansas. They will, but. K State for win number seven, Texas for win number seven. Which of those two do you feel better about? I mean, the answer clearly would have been all day long leading up to college football. Well, K State. New coach, new team. Not anymore. Not anymore. I'm with you. It's Texas at home. There's some parody in this Big 12. I mean, top to bottom parody. Oklahoma, oh, baby. Going to be a fun, fun final third of the season. No doubt about that. Nationally, anything uh, grab you this weekend? Um, nationally, the Florida Georgia game was fun. Um, I watched a lot of UNC Virginia. Virginia looked really good, and then of course my conference, my Pac twelve. A couple of take- takeaways, Trent, Utah, yes, and Oregon, and these two schools now seemingly are on a collision. And one more. I gotta bring it in. Chip Kelly, Mm -hmm. don't look now. The corner appears to have been turned. Now they've still got they get USC, at Utah, at Crosstown USC, and then Cal. So Cal, the final week of their regular season, looks as though that's gonna be for Chip Kelly to get his team to postseason. Um Notre Dame getting by this uh, winning somehow finding a way to win their football game by the slimmest of margins needed a late touchdown by Ian Book. You know why do teams do this, right? You're doing you're, you're you're confounding Notre Dame's defense all game long, and then you decide you know what it's first and 85 to go for the win. Tick tick tick. We're only going to rush three guys. Yes, and down the field the Irish went. Let them pick you apart and all the way down did. the field. He and Ian Book can do that, and then he ran it in for the final score. He
1: has, and there's some of those throws that Ian Book at times. He's just kind of he's milk toast. He's just kind of eh. yeah. He's okay. He's an okay college quarterback. Uh-huh. There was one throw in that final drive. It was like up the seam, just an absolute mm-hmm. dart. I know like, the one you're talking about? Holy crap! Where did that come from? I know.
0: Where where where's that all the time? That's why that's why the uh, the Irish fan base is frustrating I the bet. QB a lot. Here's the thing: if if you're Urban Meyer. Uh, I mean, Florida State is open. I don't see that. Matt Campbell's the favorite of Bavada for that. Bavada,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, come on. Now, I'll say this: there's, there's two jobs, right? That Matt Campbell. We think we, as the media, I think if their fan base was being honest, the fan base would feel the same way. That there's only two jobs that Campbell will leave for. One is Ohio State. The other is Notre Dame. The word is Brian Kelly's leaving Notre Dame. I, I just don't know if it's they need uh, a new voice in that, in, that, mm-hmm. in that program. It's not going to go their way. Um, so if you're urban Meyer, Florida <laughs> State, because I' going fans better hope that he loves the state of Indiana. Notre <laughs> Dame or USC. Where are you going? You're Urban Meyer. You're Urban Meyer. You can win anywhere. Yes. He has proven that. And he's apparently, Trent. mean, that he's, as good as he is on TV, he misses coaching. I can imagine as
1: much. And the sour taste in his mouth, the way it ended at mm-hmm. Ohio State. So where do you want to go? I'm Urban Meyer. I'll win anywhere. Mm-hmm.
0: Isn't it Notre Dame? I mean, or, I mean, is it? Yeah, I think so. You want to live in the Midwest when you could live in California? He's a Midwest dude. Yeah. And
1: to do it at Notre Dame and to bring a national championship there for the first time since 1988, USC's won national titles. Florida uh-huh. State's won national titles uh-huh. in the last decade. Uh-huh. Not something you can say
0: with Notre Dame. Well, 19... Florida State, not in the last decade, but in the century. Right? Yeah, it was. When did they win theirs?
1: Jimbo? Was that six years ago? Five years ago? Jameis? Uh, was that recently? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it would have been. Six okay. years ago? Okay. And, okay. These are programs that have done it, Uh huh. and you can do it, and multiple coaches have been able to do it. Notre Dame, they've gone through a lot, and to do it there, yeah. it is a special. Have you ever been to South Bend? I have not. I grew up Irish Catholic. I hate Notre Dame. It just, whatever reason, one of my uncles always yelled at me, you're Irish Catholic, you like Notre Dame. I'm like, no, I don't like Notre Dame. Well, where can you cut more corners?
0: Do you have to cut corners? Well, I don't know. In today's day and age, I don't know. I mean, Notre Dame, is like you said, it's been a while since they've been there. It's been over 30 years. They cut corners when they did it. Mm -hmm. That mean they played for a national championship. They have. Got to the playoff last year. But my point being is, I think you better hope that the the Trent's theory is correct as to where Urban... Because if Notre Dame comes open, I I think he's got to be tempted. That seemed to be the consensus. I don't know if it's coming open, but it's Matt Campbell, job... Rumor season and it's here it already is again here. it's already here. Florida State makes no sense for him. I, I don't see this one. I no, don't see no. Florida State. You know how much it costs Florida State to move on from this? Seventeen million dollars. Plus the assistance, plus the buyout from Oregon to get him in the first place. Oh yeah. The bill is over thirty million dollars for the Willie Tiger experience. Come on, Willie. How about that? Thirty million. Then you gotta pay your new staff to come in and put this thing back together. And that's that's a chunk of cash, Trent.
1: Somebody wrote a check. Well, big donor. I don't know. Few big donors. That's a big, big that's a big nut, man. What What did they say that it was? Just they had to do it. Basically, was the verbiage that That, was used uh, from the school president. We had no choice. We had no choice. Right. No choice. A year and a half in. Mm -hmm. I know it's a mess there, but Mm -hmm. boy, is that where we're going now in college football? Well, you don't even get two years now. At that some seems, programs. seems
0: to be the way. Yeah. The mm. ACC looks terrible. Clemson ACC is terrible. You know who's not bad? Wake Forest. Of all schools, Wake Forest. They're the best of the bunch. Uh, yeah, behind Clemson. Sure. they got a quarterback. The, the the quarterback's pretty good. What's his name? McPhee or something? I don't know. Jamie something? He's a junior. Um, putting up huge, huge numbers. Big kid, 264. Um... But, yeah, that, that, that conference is, is really bad. So a whole hum weekend of college football. But the NFL was fun. That's where, let's, let's go there. Uh, you want to go and start in the north where every team falls on their face? They
1: do. do you? Well, let's start with the, the two regionals that played each other. How
0: about Matt Moore? Yeah, I don't know. Didn't he look good? He did. He really did. My biggest takeaway from that game is watching Tyreek Hill catch his mm. teammate Williams, who was in the clear and gone. Yes. And out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, here comes the cheetah.
1: Twenty two point six miles per hour. As they had the escort. next next gen uh, Trent, staff I there. thought it
0: was a video game. You know how you can speed things yes, up on yeah, yeah. Honest to God, while I was watching it live, I thought, oh my God uh, I, I've never seen anything like that. Just the pure speed on display. <laughs> he runs right by the Viking that's in pursuit, the safety, and, and catches his teammate and escorts him into the end zone. That was unbelievable. Harrison to watch. Smith had one of the worst angles you'll see for an excellent safety. He is an excellent. And, and, on once, that touchdown and once he run, ran
1: by him, it was over. It, that it was, was right? yeah. yeah. He made the, the other safety miss. Was a will, nah. will, uh, I think Ooh. it was. Yeah. And. Little juke move there, and then he was off. That Williams kid is so fast. Mm-hmm. Not not as fast as, of course, Tyreek Hill. No, but he's pretty fast in his own right. To do that, ninety-one yarder, a ninety-one yard run in an NFL game, we unheard of. We don't see those plays no, anymore. No, with the speed of defenses anymore, that was something that happened
0: in the Tony Dorsett, ninety-nine yeah, yes. yards Monday Night Football.
1: You would see those. And Barry Sanders would go off to the right. You don't see mm-hmm. players because defenses, mm-hmm. linebackers, and safeties and corner—they're all so fast. Get away like that! One of the more incredible plays I think I've seen in the NFL this year, just because of what you see on display. And Vikings was it again,
0: curse maybe? I don't know. Was I'd, it? Yeah, I'd have to curse go back and look at the play. I don't remember. But uh,
1: what does this say about the Vikings? I mean, do I? Okay. I, I saw Vikings fans again freaking out. Oh, Kirk Cousins!
0: Kirk especially Cousins the first wasn't half. good. He missed open receivers. He did? He made some plays, he, and the stats, if you just look at the stats, you think, you know, Cousins had another pretty good game. He missed some open receiver strength. Kirk Cousins did, uh, he wasn't bad, Kirk, but he certainly wasn't good, Kirk. He was kind of in the middle, Kirk. Right. And when you're playing a team against the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium, who's, you know, they'd lost somehow lost three in a row, you knew that they were going to... You know, you would think. Anyways, um, act like pros, and they did, and they won the football game. Two field goals in the last what two minutes of the game for by uh, Butker. How about this, Kirk Cousins as a Viking, down in the fourth
1: quarter, never won. Oh, ten and one, never won. Never have a comeback. Mm-hmm. He hasn't, and this just trailing. I mean, this isn't down two scores or you know some of those ridiculous numbers out there. And then I saw you know somebody ask, well. What about other quarterbacks? How does that rate compare to other quarterbacks over the last two years? Here's quarterbacks that have had multiple drives in the fourth quarter to win games. Comeback ratings. Drew Brees has had seven of them. Deshaun Watson has had seven. Josh Allen Mm. has had five. Jared Goff's had five. Russell Wilson's had five. Baker Mayfield's had three. Andy Dalton has had three. Why couldn't Baker Mayfield have one yesterday? Ryan Tannehill has four comebacks in the fourth quarter. Goose egg for Kirk Cousins. Jeez. It's just one stat. It doesn't paint the whole picture, but I think it tells you a lot about Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, and we're going to see it again this week. In the Sunday, night. October. Sunday night football. It is against the Cowboys on the road, uh-huh. prime time. This is another place that he struggles, hey. and they lose back-to-back. Then that panic button definitely needs
0: to be um, punched. Speaking of prime time we got a pretty good primetime week this week. Now, it starts Thursday. Okay, Raiders, Chargers. It starts Tuesday. Maction's back. Okay, but I'm talking about the NFL. <laughs> okay, okay. And Tuesday, I'm watching College Hoops. Oh, absolutely. One, two, yes, versus, yes.
1: and then three versus four? Three, four is first. Oh, three, four is first. Duke, Kansas, 6 o'clock. And the night tilt will be Kentucky, Beautiful. Michigan State. Beautiful. Also in between 8 o'clock. You want to uh, keep an eye on 208 on your DirecTV, ESPNU. Hmm. The Badgers get St. Mary's, who St. Mary's like a preseason top 20 team. See how good Wisconsin is. So as they're waiting in between after the first game, at least get a little bit of Badgers there. Might rely on.
0: on you because i got Jets devils in the breaks. Okay, you do that. I'll do Badger St. Mary's, and we'll meet on Wednesday. What do you say? I, I'm in. Um, yeah, very interesting. So last night in the NFL, that was the biggest takeaway to me is, is the coronation of the New England Patriots, which everybody just assumed was going to happen again, and it may well. Mm-hmm. Um, but last night, at least for a night, I think gave NFL fans hope that maybe there is going to be another representative in the AFC this year that maybe they can find a way that maybe Bill Belichick when he game plans to take one thing away and normally that has worked over the years Trent this Lamar Jackson is unbelievable to mm-hmm. watch he is so much fun to watch the quarterbacks that were taken ahead of him You ready for this list Yes can you pick can you name the four that went ahead of him Baker one uh Josh Allen Yes he went where did he go 7 overall Yep 7 overall Oh uh, how many are there? Four. Four in front of him. Who else? One of them sees ghosts. Oh.
1: Every quarterback sees ghosts. Yeah.
0: That that it... No, I agree with you. Yes. I agree. I agree. And the tenth overall pick who's now on his second team and soon to be his first. Oh 13. Josh Rosen. And Lamar Jackson was picked thirty two in the first round. Well, you know,
1: the Ravens, they they're smarter than everybody except the Ravens. Could have had him at twenty four. For. They could. They went
0: into. They took a tight end there. I believe they did. Yeah, they took a tight end. But still, they realized the error of their ways and came back. around. that Did they trade up to get him? I think did they have that pick before?
1: They traded with the Patriots to get that. There were a lot of people that believed there was a buzz that the Patriots liked Lamar Jackson. Okay, that they were going to then after tra- trading. Patriots or Philly? Made went Philly. But I, I think they the, made a trade. Yes. The Patriots were involved though. The Patriots were. Heavily involved with he's Lamar going to be Jackson. the heir
0: apparent of Tom Brady. Yes. Is that what you're saying? That was
1: the mm. bugaboo buzz, at least going into that draft. I remember hearing that, and especially late in that first round, whatever night that
0: was. Well, that you know Thursday what? Night. It was because uh, the Patriots picked pick 31. You know who they took? Who? That was the year the Eagles beat the Patriots okay. in the Super Bowl. Uh, Sony Michelle, the running back, who's a really uh, good player. Yes, he's a really good player. This uh, 2018 NFL draft. There's not a lot of misses, Trent. No? Not a lot of misses. Minka Fitzpatrick going 11. Via. Um Derwin James at 17 <laughs> to the Chargers. Quentin Nelson at 6. Bradley Chubb, Denzel Ward. There's some dudes we're taking in this draft. Good draft. No, it was a very good draft with the exception of Josh Rosen. I'd love to have him back. How about Baker Mayfield? Yeah, You I got Trent, to see him. I'm... I did. I watched every play yesterday. No, okay, let me stop right there. Yeah. No, fat looked like. The, like the pick that they thought that they were going to it's get a him. Saw the long touchdown. Yeah, he just, he's just so a- damn athletic, yes, right? Yes, he is. Uh, him and Brandon Allen had something going on yesterday. This was far and away, no offense, best game as a pro. And it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a drop in the football game. Actually made a couple of blocks in the football game uh, and caught three balls in that 75-yarder. Sure, there was some shoddy tackling in there. But once he got clear and he's got DBs and safeties that th- looked at the beginning like they had an angle on He outran the angle. I mean, this is a tight end in the NFL that can do that. He uh-huh. has elite
1: um, athleticism.
0: He does. That had me out of my chair for the first time ever, rooting for Noah Fant. He looked good, <laughs> but Brandon Allen wasn't awful.
1: wasn't awful He outplayed Baker Mayfield. First time starting quarterbacks now seven and one this season in the NFL. Seven and one in their first start. Who's the one loss? Mm, oh, it was uh, Redskins yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Haskins. Haskins yeah,
0: yeah he's, that's they're going They're not gonna uh, be happy with that pick, I don't think.
1: And one other gambling note from the weekend: home teams. Yeah, twelve and 0 against the, the spread. Right,
0: they ran, oh against the
1: spread. Twelve and oh against the spread this week. Well, I know they all won. I didn't know that they covered the number. Every home team Holy mackerel got it done. ATS
0: and does that mean Mister Monday Night's jumping on the Giants? I hope not. The number's coming down. Open at 9. It's now 6 seven. And a half, 7. Yes. Find
1: out at 1152, Mr. Monday Night. Yeah, there you go.
0: All right. Uh, we started to tell you that if you want to win tickets to see the Hawkeyes and the Gophers, uh, you have an opportunity. Just go to KXNO.com, click the contest tab, then click on the, uh, on the contest icon, I think it's is it the Hawkeye? I don't even know if they got up there. I think it is. Anyways, you'll you'll find it. You'll see it very easily enough. It's it's free to enter. Total points scored this weekend: Wisconsin and Iowa closest without going over. If there is a tiebreaker, we will use total passing yards by Iowa. Um, and the whoever wins the contest will get two tickets to see Minnesota. Will they be unbeaten when they get come to Kinnick Stadium? Will they be unbeaten? No. Trent, I do not have, someone has run off with the keyword. Oh, no. It is not here in front of me.
1: I don't see it either. All I got is the uh, one that doesn't have the actual words on there.
0: We'll find out what it is. We'll let you know a little later this hour. Well, How about that? Uh, yeah, because I don't have the the sheet with the magic keyword on it, it Has. Uh, disappeared. Anyway, so we've got that to do as well. We're going to talk to Dylan Montz, maybe Andrew Downs. If you're listening in your office, uh, you can run up another keyword sheet. This is MIA. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Miller and Condon with you until noon. Uh, Dylan Montz on Iowa State. We'll get into Iowa State. They've got four left, as you know, including this Saturday night in Oklahoma. Prime time tilt on Fox. Game day. Did you see any game day? So uh, DirecTV was working at that time. Yeah. Did- did you see game day I at did. Bale Street? Boy, that's, I mean, they turned out. It was a cool scene. It was a cool
1: scene. It was exactly what you want yep. from an environment like that in a city place. Credit
0: where credit is due. Game day this week is? Uh, oh, they got to be in Alabama, aren't they? Do they? Yeah, well, I think that's where they... No, they should be in the Twin Cities. That's it. They should be in the Twin Cities, and I was disappointed that they chose to go cover LSU in Alabama. Still hasn't been announced Still waiting. Are you sure? I thought I saw that. I'm not seeing anything here.
1: Well, I hope they're going to Minneapolis. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything at this point. Another thing to do here during the break.
0: All right, we'll take a time out. We'll uh, find the keyword, magic <laughs> keyword sh- uh, sheet. Uh, and then we'll talk to Dillamont from the Ames Tribune. Trent and I are with you until noon in the 11 o'clock hour. The rest of the BMW of Des Moines guest list. Bama Bob, Trent and I go around college football at 11. And then Scott Dockerman from the Athletic. Uh, he covers Iowa. We'll talk to Doc at eleven thirty. Trent tonight till noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station fourteen sixty. KFCs on Grubhub. It's twenty four hour sports, morning, noon, and night here on fourteen sixty KXNO. All right, welcome back, Miller and to Des Moines Sports Station fourteen sixty KXNO. Dylan Monts coming up momentarily. But before we do that, time to put another $1,000 into your bank account or at least give it a college try. Simply text the keyword yoga to 200 right now. That's yoga to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates
2: apply in this nationwide contest.
0: All right. Dylan Montt, Ames Tribune. He joins the program. Uh, Dylan, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How was your weekend?
2: Uh, Pretty quiet, guys. Yeah, kind of nice. Uh, thanks for having me on. Aren't they kind of nice,
0: Dylan? <laughs> uh, it's wonderful to be able to sit back and watch college football and actually have to cover it. And, uh, um, Anyways, we're, we're grateful that you do that for the Ames Tribune, AmesTrib.com. Did you see any of K-State Kansas? And if so, what was your takeaway in that football game?
2: Yeah, just a, a few minutes. Uh, I was kind of bopping in and out of home, and um, you know, didn't get a ton of time to watch a, a lot of football. But I would catch minutes here and there. And um K State's impressive, uh, wow. and, and I know K- uh, Kansas the last couple weeks. Had, had looked a lot stronger um given itself chances to go win a couple games but uh, k-state is um that's probably the team i've been the most wrong on uh, in the big 12 uh, from what my preseason predictions were just the way they're able to defend and then um, their ball control uh, has carried over from what it's been in uh, the bill snyder era as well
1: oklahoma state playing well uh, we saw them two weeks ago obviously in Jeff
0: wallace too
1: Oklahoma, though, also off this week, and uh, it just—it was such an odd weekend for somebody like you on the beat. Finally, get a day to watch college football. Was it, I mean, in a way, disappointing? There just there wasn't a ton of marquee matchups.
2: Yeah, the the games I think I was probably the most looking forward to seeing what would happen would be Oklahoma State, TCU, and the Memphis, SMU. Yeah. So it's, it's like when when those are the marquee games that you <laughs> think of, uh, you know, it's probably kind of. Uh, an odd weekend or a quiet weekend so yeah it's different for sure.
0: Yeah the folks that uh, the Memphis fans they turned out though you spent enough time I'm assuming uh, when we were all in uh, Memphis a couple of years back on Beale Street I, I thought it was a great visual they did a nice job supporting game day came out in mass uh, uh, I guess no surprise to that well let's get to the here and now and that's Oklahoma hosting Iowa State this weekend I, I guess what uh, when you guys get an opportunity in the next half hour or so to listen to Matt Campbell, then tomorrow to visit with him the biggest talker is um i mean is injury update as as big of an issue just you know the uh, the guys that came banged up and you know, in particular eyesworth and and his health and i agree with you dylan that he's probably not going to get to 100 percent until the season comes to its conclusion but would eyesworth be the guy that most uh, are focusing on pursuant to his availability on saturday night
2: Yeah, that's probably the only one that's kind of left outstanding from what the year has been because we know Colin Newell is back in uniform. He's been ready to go for a little while now. And and probably one of the bigger revelations since we talked uh, last Monday, we didn't really get into it Friday, but that Jaquan Bailey, they expect Mm, him to redshirt and be back in 2020. So uh, not likely to see him again uh, this year. So Greg Eisworth is probably the only guy. And, um, you know, his shoulder deal, it's such where – Uh, you're not going to get it back to 100% unless you take uh, like a a month off, which is not realistic. I think a lot of it right now is pain management. I I think since you see him out there still, he's, he's, um, you know, probably not doing anything worse to it. I I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't put him out there if he was. So it's just uh, a thing where it's going to be probably touch and feel a little bit getting the bye week right now um, puts him maybe in a little bit better position to go give it a try. But, um yeah, I think that's probably the where they're hampered the most. Otherwise, I think at this point in the season, they've held up um, fairly well.
1: When you look at the Sooners, they're going to be a big favorite in this game over a couple of touchdowns uh, with Iowa State coming in. We know what happened two years ago when, well, it's not going to be Jacob Park. Well, they'll go with the young guy. It'll be Zeb Nolan. No. Here's...
0: Oh, they got to play Nolan, don't they? Right,
1: right. I, I, Ken and I had that conversation, <laughs> I'm sure, with you, Dylan. And yet, of course, the we saw what played out there. This matchup, though Oklahoma coming off a loss with a bye week here, is it an even bigger hill in your mind for Iowa State? Even if Iowa State maybe is more talented than they were two years ago,
2: yeah, it's it, it's certainly different. When you go to year to year, it obviously changes, but even week to week, and um, you know, there's probably even more of a sense of sense of urgency now with Oklahoma um, with the loss of K State the other week and. Um, you know they are kind of looking for their own path to to solidify the Big Twelve title game berth. Um, you know th- their defense, uh, I think, is held up mostly well through the through the season. But at K State, um, you know they just got take it taken to them there. So I think um, uh, getting a ticked off Oklahoma team in Norman is is probably not what you want coming off kind of um, you know a loss. You feel like um, you could have avoided had a couple things gone differently uh, on defense in the first quarter. So uh yeah it, it'll be interesting to see how they respond and and if i think you're looking to just give yourself a chance in the fourth quarter at least and and let the chips fall where they may but um yeah it, it'll be an interesting game to see how both teams respond off uh, losses where they feel like um, they should have probably gone
0: on one. Well, you want to keep I guess, I mean, it's it's kind of uh, you know, pick your poison. You want Hurts to to run around. You want him to throw the football. I would assume you want to keep him in the pocket, but if that's the case, I mean, he leads the team in rushing by, by a mile. He does, uh, but he's got some, both Rambo and then C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb's one of the better receivers in the country for my money, and it's not like Rambo's a bad player right behind him. I think they're going to try and exploit this Iowa State secondary and do. Some damage through the air, and Hurts can can chuck it around. And then on the other side of the football, uh, the linebacker uh, single digit. It's either seven or nine. But Ken, Kenneth Murray's his name, and I'm sure you're aware of him. He is such a good player. Uh, he leads that defense. Um, they've just got so many guys as you would assume about Oklahoma. It's going to be a really tough game, Dylan.
2: Yeah, that, that's the thing with Oklahoma is they've they've been known for their offense, and they certainly have a lot of offensive weapons. And um, you know, Jalen Hurts is. Everybody kind of knows what he's done this year. CD Lamb, uh, I think, might be their offensive MVP just because of the way uh, he's able to exploit it with speed and and some of the, the catches he makes are, are really incredible in the yards after catch and, and so on. But I think the the kind of um, you know uh, the K State game notwithstanding, I think the defense uh, for the most part is what can kind of carry them um, this year, just because or, or take them to another level yes. because they have been solid most of the time. Um, and Kenneth Murray being in the middle uh, and, and being physical and run stopping and things like that are, are the big catalyst to it. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting, again, to see it from their point of view. Is is that K-State game a, a blip on the radar or, um, you know, is it kind of the shifting of the tide with the season? So uh, a lot of interesting things to watch uh, as this weekend.
1: Let's say this uh, plays out. Iowa State wins their two home games, loses the two on the road. So get another win against Texas, that's always a good thing. Of course beat Kansas, but fall this week and fall at the end of the season to K State. At seven and five, where do you think the fan base is going to be? Missed opportunity. <laughs> frustrated. Very well could be there. Could be Houston. We'll Houston, see how that yeah. plays out. But at seven and five, how disappointed do you expect the fan base to be?
2: Yeah, I think people would be pretty disappointed mm-hmm. in that. Um just given some of the opportunities that you did have and you know, you can talk about the Iowa game, and then certainly that was disappointing, especially with the way it ended on the the Muffs punt. But even, um, you know, I think people will look more at the Big 12 um, letting some of those games slip away, the Baylor game being, um, you know, just anemic on offense for the first three quarters, and then the Oklahoma State game, the three big plays on defense. And then when they right the ship a little bit more in the second half, um, the offense kind of takes a dive, and, you know, Brock Purdy uncharacteristically has three picks, and, just doesn't look like himself most of the day. And the game plan maybe feels like it's away when you throw, throw the ball 62 times. So, yeah, I mean, those are the kinds of games coming into the year where you talk, okay, these are the swing games. And I might even even mention it to you. I thought that Baylor game was one of the more key games of the year. If you mm-hmm. win that on the road, it sets you up for that run of three there that you can maybe, um, you know, put yourself in a good position like Iowa State did. But then you drop to Oklahoma State, you drop to Oklahoma, and it, it really shifts perception. So, Uh, Yeah, I think, um, you know, good to go win uh, two of these last couple games here. But um, I I think people feel disappointed because of the missed opportunities earlier in the year.
0: You know, Dilly, you just just, uh, um, touched on something. that I don't think that the Iowa State media or Sports Talk Radio, uh, a topic that's come up uh, since Brock Purdy took the reins. And that's him bouncing back from a bad game. Mm He's, he's never had a bad game. Certainly, one that just uh, you know we we didn't expect it. He's he's been so good since he took over that role, but now he's in a spot where he has to bounce back after a bad game. He's never been there before, Dylan.
2: Yeah, there's there's been times where he's maybe looked a little bit off. The Baylor game, he looked a little bit off, then came back the next week, right, good, especially on the ground against PCU. But um, that Oklahoma State game, he just really did not look like himself. I thought most of the day, so. Yeah, he'll get a little extra time to kind of see if he can um, find out a little bit. And I think, um, you know, the play calling and, and getting him put in better positions will help do that. you got to take a little bit of pressure off him and maybe run brief haul a little bit more. Or even or if Freddie can go design run a little bit, that, that changes things too. But, uh, yeah, it's a big mental test for him. And, um, you know, everybody talks about how he's uh, more mature maybe beyond his years. Uh, than some of the other guys in his position. But this will be the, the real test of that to see if, if that's actually true and if he can come out and, and, and play a little bit more of how people are used to. But uh, like you mentioned, I think he set, kind of reset the standard a little bit for, for quarterback at Iowa State because of what we've seen in the past. And, um, you know, even pedestrian games probably look a little bit worse because of what he's done. So um, re- finding that again and then seeing if he can bounce back is is probably the biggest thing for the offense.
0: You know, and just like Oklahoma, like they need something else, right? They've got a kicker who hasn't missed this year in Berkich, who's 10 for 10. Or he hasn't missed any extra points. He's 10 for 10 on field goals, including from plus 50. So mm-hmm. just just when uh, it's good to see that they, they catch another break as far as having a good kicker. Uh, so deep, Dylan, going to be very tough. Uh, Trent wants to segue to basketball. Yeah, I know uh, basketball
1: might be something that's a little bit more. Hayes Gardner, your former colleague at the Ames Tribune, now in Louisville, back home for him, so uh, good for him.
0: Oh, I didn't see that. did he take it? Take yeah, go
1: in with the uh, the journal uh, the courier, right uh-huh, I think yep, it is in Louisville juror. is uh, where okay, he's going to be. Juror. but little basketball for you. Um, you know we've we've heard about the secret scrimmages that aren't as secret as they once were, not exactly glowing things coming out of that. What are your expectations though for, for pro and Company this year?
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the season opener because I think they're going to experiment a lot with different lineups. And um, we've kind of known coming in that they're probably going to run with two bigs a little bit more. So what do they do on the perimeter? Who are the guys that are able to shoot for them? Because I think that was one of the things that came out of the scrimmages. maybe they'd look okay at times from, from distance, but um, really we're not able to sustain much. And then especially in the last scrimmage, I think against Wisconsin, the defense started to fall apart a little bit too, and if you're not going to be a team that's particularly potent from from outside, you got to be able to defend. So I think you're going to see a lot of tinkering and and moving guys around a little bit, and really kind of honing in to who fits in what spot best. So um, yeah, in the the non-conference schedule, and um, my my sports editor Travis Hines wrote about this too, and it's on com right now. Um, the schedule is a little bit unrelenting as well. Um, in the non-conference, you have some marquee games. Certainly the Iowa game is always an interesting one. Seaton Hall, uh, Oregon State coming up pretty soon. Um, then you go to the battle for Atlantis where you get some high, high major teams. So um, they're going to have to figure things out and figure them out quick, um, you know, just because of uh, the, the teams and the, the type of personnel that they'll see. Uh, Dylan Montz
0: from the Ames Tribune. Dylan, we will talk to you on Friday. We'll get our last look. Uh, you'll get uh, coaches and coordinators and players uh, here in the next few days. Look forward to all your coverage at AmesTrib.com. Thank you, Dylan Montz.
2: Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Take care.
0: Good to talk to you. Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune. Uh number came out of what? Did I see? Was it 17? Yeah. Is it still 17? Um, have, have in to take v- a peek. That, that vicinity? That too Much is that what were you surprised uh, by that number? No, I wasn't surprised necessarily. Oklahoma's coming off a loss, they're they're PO, they've yes. had two weeks to think about getting beat, so is Iowa State.
1: And that's going to be the public sentiment, though, is about the Oklahoma angle, sure coming off a loss at home off a bye week. I think this number will keep raising throughout the week. Do you? If it's at 17 now, I'm scrolling through trying to find the number, Da-da-da. but. Eighteen and a half by kickoff, something like that. No, thirteen, thirteen and a half half uh, so across been the bet board. Down. Yeah. Well a little bit surprised. Mm, okay. Okay. You know, Iowa State still, many of those power numbers, those Vegas power numbers, those analytical numbers, love this cyclone team. But what they do on a yard per play basis, that's a, a big component of it. What they do in a couple of different components because of that. Now I still see them ranked as high as twelfth in the country.
0: Number twelve. Mm-hmm. Three losses. Mm-hmm. Not sure I can go down there.
1: I am with you, but, and these are how these numbers are derived. It's through a rating system. It's uh-huh. not what you and me see on our TV. It's not how these guys come up with these numbers. It's a little bit different. Yeah, Surprised
0: by that number. I, I am too. Look, uh, I think that, uh, how, who's going to cover C.D. Lamb? And if you take him away, who's going to cover Rambo?
1: Everybody. I think That's, that's why they're going to be dropping eight.
0: Yeah. All day long. Yeah. And then Hurt's going to kill you with his feet. That's the problem. Trent, he's the second leading rusher on Oklahoma, like 500 yards in back of him. Mm hmm. Iowa, Wisconsin? Wisconsin the, what, the number you're talking about? It's got to be around the same thing, right? 10, 10, 12? Either 8.5 or 9.5 at the Vegas shops right now. And what it did it open at? That one, 8. Badger really? money early. Interesting. Interesting. A little higher I'd be laying the
1: points with the Badgers
0: at this time yeah we'll see I'd be taking both favorites right now Wisconsin's Wisconsin's not feeling pretty good about themselves I either know. right
1: now back-to-back losses yes
0: I know it. I weak for them and just got I mean got embarrassed the last time they, well they got embarrassed the last two times they took absolutely the field. you know it's what's one more embarrassing. the other Illinois it is absolutely agree 100% there yeah uh, it uh, that, anyways we'll come back finish out the hour bama bob trent and i will go round college football at 11 our first playoff uh, reveal now. Will that come in between the two games tomorrow night? Correct. I'm assuming.
1: Yes, that's at least in the past. That's, that's how, they how do they've it. done it in yep. the
0: past, right? Yeah, that makes that makes all the sense in the world that they would have the uh, the football guys. Don't the football guys usually get the Madison Square Garden? Sometimes,
1: yeah. I think last
0: year they did.
1: It's been in Chicago in years past. Uh, oh, I remember them right. being United at the United Center. Center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but NYC, how about that? Madison Square Garden. We'll get to learn about all these new guys for Duke and Kentucky. You know, crazy. Uh, Let's take a break. I want to talk a little bit about about some college hoops, and I got my future. I gave you Villanova two years ago to win the title, and they did it 28-1. to I think I
0: got another one percolating here today. All right. Well, let's stay tuned for that. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station 14. Get Hope. Hopelawfirm.com. KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. Condon, final couple of minutes, first hour of the week. One more hour here to go today. Bama, Bob, Trent, and I will go around college football. And Scott Dockerman from The Athletic will preview Wisconsin and Iowa about 11.30. All right, when we went to break, Trent Condon, yes. you teased our audience. You've got a team. Who, is it this year's Texas Tech you've identified?
1: I think so. I say more Villanova two years ago because they ultimately won they the national championship. That's the deal, Yes. This team isn't the same price, the 28-to-1 you would have got, or the 50-to-1 or 60-to-1 that was out there for Texas Tech last year. But you're getting 18-to-1. So it's not the top four. Mm-hmm. It's not Michigan State, Duke, Kentucky. Is it Memphis? Not Memphis. Okay. Not going there. Don't Is like what they've done, obviously. Zags? Not going Gonzaga. Okay. Though I, that's a good thought. And I did look at them. Didn't love the price, though. They were like 10-to-1. If I would have got more towards fifteen to one, at least it would have been a deeper look. At eighteen to one,
0: taking the Louisville Cardinal, I had them at thirty to one when they won their championship. Did you? Yes, they went out. Ticket at Red Rocks in two thousand thirteen, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: You uh, heavy team, you are number two at Chris Mack. Mm -hmm. Kind of the cloud of Patino starting to dissipate, but they went out and got four grad transfers, including two high high level guys. They return. Four part of the rotation players from a year ago. I really like what they have up front. I think this is a team ACC Player of the Year, Preseason Player of the Year, and Jordan Waugh, uh, a real big guy. Uh, they got the Williams kid. I like the makeup of this team. Again, you're talking about grad transfers, guys looking to get their own. But bringing in four, it is win now for Chris Mack. I think at that price, you're going to have a shot. Something Salty conference fun, to get through. Much. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't have to get through undefeated. No, that's you true. just got to get there. Uh-huh. And I think Louisville certainly will be there and a chance to make a run come March.
0: Do you have a Big Ten dark horse? I do. Um,
1: I will tell you who I do, and I normally make fun of this team coming into the year. I think Illinois is finally going to be good. Do you? I do. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm finally, many times I have laughed at the hype, they're a tournament team. Now, anything more than that, I'm not quite there, but they're a tournament team. Who do you have? Maryland. Oh, I think they're going to be really good. I yeah. Do too. Yeah, like... That's another one I looked at. Maybe taking a shot at a national championship, certainly a final four. And where where,
0: where were they? They had to be twenty to one. It was yeah, it was
1: like twenty two to one, something like that.
0: I I like that
1: that Terrapin team. They are stacked. I love Anthony Cowan. Yep, me too. Might be one of my favorite players to watch in college basketball. And finally, Michigan State. I was looking at a draft board. They don't have anybody in the top sixty. Is that a fact? From from this draft board, I was and looking. And
0: they're number at. one in number one in preseason. If it's you like
1: wild. old school, the college basketball used to be. It's Love Michigan State.
0: Alabama, uh, Bob, Trent, and I will go around college football when we come back. Scott Dockerman's still to come as well. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO.